1: Welcome to this Tuesday episode of Live Mike. I am Lee Lonsberry. You heard earlier as I was chatting with Maria Shaleos. We are covering all the bases today from Georgia to Washington to right here in Utah. And specifically, we're starting today looking at Salt Lake City. In Salt Lake City, one of the unfortunate realities that we have seen creep up on us during uh, 2020 and now spilling over into 2021, there's been an increase in crime in a number of categories. Uh, violent crime, uh, domestic violence, property crimes. And it is uh, an issue that has been analyzed and looked at and poured over uh, by, you know, the smart folks in charge. And today, there have been preliminary announcements coming from the chief of police, as well as Mayor Aaron Mendenhall, Uh, U.S. Attorney John Huber participated, and the Commissioner of Public Safety, Jess Anderson, uh, a name you've become very familiar with over this past year. Uh, And they all came together, and from the Salt Lake City Police Department, specifically the media briefing room, the police department, along with those partner agencies, they talked about certain crime-reducing initiatives. Uh, in just a moment, we are going to welcome to the program John Wojcik, KSL News Radio reporter, who has been covering this plan throughout the morning. But let me first share with you some of the words uh, shared by uh, by those in charge, by those. Laying out this new plan, again, in the city of Salt Lake over this past year, 2020, uh, a heartbreaking uptick in crime. In fact, before we go to the, the, the chief of police, let me pull up some of the, some of the details here. Let me see. Uh, 21% increase in violent crime. 21%. Property crime. As of D- December 20th, 2020, uh, during the course of that year, uh, 2020 again, property crime up 24.2%. So again, 21% uptick in violent crime, 24% uptick in property crime. Uh, That's no good. That's no good. And that's not something that we can just uh, wait for coronavirus to disappear and hope that that will fix it. No, folks are being proactive now. uh, And we'll see if this proactivity leads to results. One of the areas... One of the areas focused on by the chief of police, again, Mike Brown of the Salt Lake City Police Department, this morning talked about something that, I'll admit, I had no idea was a problem. And I live in Salt Lake City. And this is not something that I have encountered. And so uh, maybe it's because I go to bed early. Uh, Who knows? But uh, the, the issue of street racing, listen to what Chief Brown had to say this morning about street racing.
2: Street racing, out in the Northwest Quadrant, has been a huge impact upon our community and those businesses uh, throughout the year of 2020. Many times there are hundreds and hundreds of individuals, participants, following these street crimes. This leads to criminal activities such as shootings, DUIs, drug use, vandalism, sexual assaults, and assaults. These are becoming more problematic within our city and across the state. I've talked with Commissioner Anderson, and we and he, we're going to form a task force to address street racing and the crimes that follow them.
1: In just a moment, we will ask John Wojcik again, KSL News Radio reporter, about that task force and what uh, we can expect as it's formed. Uh, but first, uh, let me just let you hear. From John Huber, U.S. Attorney. You, you hear him often on these airwaves. In fact, I think it was last week he uh, filled in for Dave Noriega uh, joining forces with Debbie Djanovic hosting their program in the morning. Uh, and, you know, he's a, a frequent guest on this program. He's a U.S. Attorney for the District of Utah. You might ask yourself, why is the U.S. Attorney? Uh, standing side by side with uh, a city police chief, uh, the U.S. attorney dealing with federal law and the breaking of federal laws and prosecuting those who violate. Anyway, I'll let him explain uh, how how he sees a targeted approach being what's needed to go after repeat offenders. Uh, we'll hear from John Huber and then John Wojcik to explain the task force.
2: Based on our experience in the U.S. Attorney's Office and in federal law enforcement with our state and local partners, It's also corroborated by social scientists that a very few number, a small percentage of offenders are responsible for the majority of our crime. Some scientists suggest that 7% is responsible for 50% or more of the crime that occurs on our streets. From our experience, that rings true. If we can find those 7%, those apex criminals or chronic offenders or high risk uh, violent offenders. If we can find them and hold them accountable with meaningful justice in the United States Courthouse, the federal courthouse here in Salt Lake City, crime will go down in our beautiful capital city.
1: Well, there you have the assertion from John, John Huber. We will see if that proves to be true. Uh, and now I welcome to the program John Wojcik, KSL News Radio reporter, who was following along as these words were delivered and the various efforts were explained. John, first, welcome to the program. How are you?
0: Good. Good afternoon, Lee. How are you doing?
1: Uh, I'm all right. Thanks for uh, thanks for following this for us. Uh, can we start uh, first off? I, I want to get your your general. Uh, your general impression of the meeting today. What would you learn and what folks need to know? And then I want to talk to you about street racing specifically. So first, give, give us the broad strokes.
0: Yeah, so this was a pretty comprehensive uh, press conference. And like you mentioned, you had individuals from various different departments representing Salt Lake, whether it be law enforcement or uh, prosecution, or whether it be just in terms of running the city with the mayor's officer, with uh, Mayor Aaron Mendenhall and Really, what what they're looking at is a couple of different trends that are going in the wrong direction coming off this past year. I mean, you brought up violent crime up above 20 percent, property crime close to 25. And kind of, you know, really the sad thing is is overall crime up 24 percent. So it'd be one thing if you could just target one or two areas. But this is pretty much across the board. 2020 was a bad year in Salt Lake City. And I think the main takeaway, what I took from the police department side, from Chief Mike Brown, was that a big problem is there's a small group of repeat or chronic offenders, a lot of times violent criminals, who are being arrested over the course of one year, then being released shortly afterward, being back on the street, and then committing the same crimes that could be, Assault, sexual assault, drug trafficking, drug, whatever it might be, these individuals are uh, – he said at one point these cops a lot of times know these individuals on a first-name basis because they arrest them and then they pop up right in the same area again. So what they're trying to do is bringing in – you see the U.S. Attorney's Office. You also see the U.S. Marshals were represented there. What they're trying to do is a more heavy-handed approach of – if they can levy federal charges, not just you know misdemeanor crimes, but if it warrants it federal charges to get these individuals uh you know facing steeper penalties so they might be not only uh locked away for a while but completely out of the state, possibly.
1: Uh, thank you. The street racing—I was—I was blown away. In fact, if, if I'm honest, as you—you know—as I sit each morning, kind of sorting through the—the the big stack of stories, trying to figure out what's going to fit in the program, when—when when I saw street racing pop up as one of the themes focused on during this event here this morning, uh, and I heard some of the words shared by Chief Mike Brown of the Salt Lake City Police Department, I thought, "What the heck? I, I didn't know that was an issue." I I certainly didn't know it was an issue uh, so grand that it warranted the formation of a task force. What did you learn regarding street racing?
0: Man, it's it's really, Lee, it's been an issue that at first I was taken aback by because you hear it and you think of, you know, the Fast and Furious movies. It's nothing like that. It's happening time and time again kind of in the same area, kind of on the west side of Salt Lake City in this industrial area, 3100 west all the way over to 3500 west. And it's been terrible with the street racing is one thing. You have people driving over 100 miles an hour. But then a lot of times it gets violent. A lot of times people show up with firearms. There's drug use. And the crimes kind of speak for themselves at these street racing events. If you go back uh, to last calendar year, in May, a 19-year-old woman shot in the leg. August, you had a couple of different incidents. A 15-year-old was shot. That came a week after two other people were shot. So I mean, it's just—it's the street racing is one thing, but then there's this whole other universe where other crimes are taking place, whether that be firearm-related or drug-related. And so finally, it sounds like uh, the police department, with the help from uh, the U.S. Marshals, also the city, and then uh, you know hopefully the U.S. Attorney's Office is going to be able to allocate more resources towards these events to not only stop them but stop all the other illicit activity that happens, you know, surrounding these events.
1: Hmm. Uh, listen, John Wojcik, thank you so much for your reporting on this and your time spent with us here on Live Mike. Thanks again. That's John Wojcik, KSL News Radio reporter. Thanks, Lee. Let me say this before we go to break. It is very important that not only the crimes themselves uh, be brought down. You hear these uh, some 20, 24 percent upticks in uh, violent crime and property crime, respectively. I, that must be the first effort, right, to bring the crime down because – well, there are all kinds of becauses, right? Uh, certainly protecting the victims is primary. But secondarily, Salt Lake City is a place that draws uh, in large part tourists from outside of the city and outside of the state and even to a certain degree outside the country. There is much of the, in particular, downtown economy that is based on folks coming in from outside. The uh, The daytime population is far, typically, historically, Far, far greater than is the nighttime population in Salt Lake City. And if it develops a reputation of being a place where crime is rampant and you're likely to get mugged, well, I could see there being... A number of uh, unfortunate uh, circumstances arising in the economic areas. Restaurants are going to suffer. The various places where folks come to visit, it's all going to suffer. Shopping is going to suffer. And that is all on top of the already strained circumstances in which COVID-19 has placed us. Anyway, we'll we'll follow that Uh, when the task force gets formed on the street racing. We'll certainly bring you all the updates there. And hopefully what we'll be able to start reporting as we get ourselves into 2021 is that these upticks we witnessed in 2020 are uh, being reversed. So we'll cross our fingers. And uh, I guess the best we can do right now, you see something, you say something, I guess is one. And then also uh, we can just commit to ourselves uh, not to commit crimes. How about that? All right, quick break. When we return, very much looking forward to this next conversation. I I swear, there should be like an after-party show or some kind of online offering where you get to hear the conversations that take place in the newsroom. I was back and forth with Debbie Dejanovic this morning about some of what's going on in the distribution of vaccines, how we're doing here in Utah, how we're doing here in the United States, and specifically comparing that to what's going on around the world. We've got some catching up to do. We'll discuss it next with Debbie Janovic on Live Mike. I'm Lee Lonsberry, and this is KSL News Radio.
2: A stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The letter is a podcast about how lives are remade